0: This week, we will look at the compelling song by Matthew West, Do Something. Our verse this week is not directly referenced in this song, but I wasn't surprised when it was the first verse that jumped to my mind because it's in the book of James. I want to take a moment to remind you what my goal is for you each week as you listen to this podcast. Whether it is the first time listening or you've heard some or all of the seven episodes so far, My goal is to help you connect God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, but my ultimate goal is through this connection that you will spend time there in God's Word. I don't want this podcast to be another devotion-style solution in your week, and what I'm talking about there is when you read a devotion, it has a quick verse, maybe a story, and Slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, you're done, and you've got a moment uh, of reflection. And I'm not trying to discount those moments of reflection, but you need to spend more time in God's Word. So although the podcast can act like a moment, 20 minutes or so, where you're thinking about this verse and learning a little bit more about the context around it, I want that to be the catalyst that takes you to that place in Scripture or other places in Scripture that I mention And that you, as you dive into God's word, that you'll be challenged by what you see there. And I want to think that while we're challenged, that we'll be reminded of the life transformation that God has for us every time we hear the song that we're highlighting a verse. But most of all, I hope it's going to be a jumping off point for you to spend time in God's word and give him the best opportunity to change the way you think because of an investment of time and focus and energy. Although I I want to point you to scripture and I hope that everything that I'm saying is true, the Holy Spirit does a better job than I do by speaking directly to your heart and to your soul when you spend time in His Word. And so I don't want this to be just another nice message you hear during the week. I want it to be the catalyst to get you into God's Word. So let's jump into God's Word right now and use Matthew West's song Do something to help us get there. I love that line, it's not enough to do nothing, it's time for us to do something. So our memory verse today says, Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. And that comes from James chapter 2, verse 17. Now I want you to grow in your faith, and you do that through reading God's word, through prayer, through fellowship with other Christ followers, But as you grow in your faith, I want you to understand it's not for you. It is to be the hands and feet of Jesus so that others can come to a saving faith in him as well. St. Teresa of Avila said, Christ has no body on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion for the world is to look out. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good, and yours are the hands with which he is to bless us now. This is just another way to say what this song so aptly reminds us of. We want God to do something, and he wants to use us to do it. Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty, children sold into slavery. The thought disgusted me, so I shook my fist at heaven. Said, God why don't you do something? He said, I, did. Yeah. I created. You. The context of our memory verse today tells this story so well. And if you'll remember, context could be the verses right around the the devotion verse that you're considering or the verse that I'm talking about, the memory verse of the week context you could seek out context when you listen to a sermon on sunday morning and your pastor spends a a time in a few verses you could look at the context the verses before the verses after the chapters before the chapters after sometimes context um, comes into play when you consider the historical context what was going on in the lives of the people at the time that this was written so right now we're going to look at the verses just around our memory verse today as the context that we're going to consider in James chapter 2. And I'm going to read out of the New Living Translation, starting in verse 14 and going all the way to verse 20. Remember, our memory verse is right there in the middle in verse 17. So, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, Goodbye, and have a good day, stay warm, and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. Now someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they tremble in terror. How foolish! Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? So what is faith? So we're talking about uh, faith being dead or useless if it is not accompanied by action or good deeds. So, Hebrews defines faith like this. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So, faith in Christ as our Savior is the confidence that what we hope for, eternal salvation, is found in Christ, and the assurance, other versions say the conviction, that even though we don't see it now, it has come to pass. So, Ephesians teaches us that we are saved through faith and by grace, which grace is when God gives us something we don't deserve. So, we didn't earn this. Our salvation is because of God's grace. He is giving us salvation, even though we didn't do anything to deserve it. In fact, we can't do anything to deserve it, but we receive it through our faith in our good deeds. No, through our religious practices. No, through our own faithfulness. No, Ephesians says it is the gift of God. It says, in fact, specifically in Ephesians chapter 2 verses in verse 8 and 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. So now you hear the 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 uh, dilemma that we're having because I, I said earlier, or James actually said earlier, that faith without works is dead. And now it's saying that, okay, so we've got this salvation. It's a gift of God, not by works, not by works so that no one can boast. So now you're saying, but works, you no, know, God right here says that works are not important so that we don't boast. But it goes on to say, In uh, verse 10, for we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Interesting. Just another confirmation that because we are believers, it's time for us to do something. In the backstory of our song, Matthew West talks about meeting Andrea, and she was a former University of Colorado student who had chosen to spend a semester abroad learning microfinancing in Uganda. And he tells this story on his own website and also in a New Release Tuesday article, and I will link to both of those resources in the show notes. But he talks about the fact that while she was in Uganda, she, she came upon an orphanage that was in critical condition. And the children were being badly neglected, and they were being abused, and her heart broke for these orphans who had no advocate, had no one to stand up for them. And that's when this college decided, This college student decided to do something. She called her parents and said, I am not coming home. And she refused to leave these children until something was done to improve the conditions. By sheer determination and refusal to give up, Andrea and her sister convinced the Ugandan government to close down the orphanage, which then left about 40 children with no place to go. And the government actually handed the children over to her. And then Andrea brought this need back to the States with a new vision and a desire to create a safe place for the children to grow and learn. And today, Musana, which means sunshine, is a thriving orphanage in Uganda, and it houses over 100 children. And Andrea prefers spending most of her time in Uganda and not in the U.S., and she's reaching the world and bringing hope to people one helpless child at a time. And when asked what it was that made her fight for these children, she just, she simply said, I just kept thinking, if I don't do something, who will? And so Matthew says, as he was um, meeting her, he said, Andrea's story floored me. Today, so many of us Christians talk so much about being the hands and feet of Christ, but never really displaying what that looks like. Andrea has gone to the extremes to show us all what wild abandon to the cause of Christ looks like. It's not about talking. It's about doing. It's time for us to do something. So Matthew and his talent did something. He wrote a song about it that really um, is resonating in the hearts of many, many people all over, which is why I think it's at the top of the charts and why you're probably pretty familiar with it as well. And so if I go back to that context of our scripture today or this week in James, it's just talking about the fact that Andrea could have gone to Uganda and said, Oh, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well, but she didn't. She realized that there was a need and that she needed to do something, and she did something. In looking at Ephesians chapter 2, we see step one, which is faith in Christ accepting his gift of salvation. And so again, step one, accept Christ's gift of salvation, but it doesn't end there. Even in Ephesians chapter two, it talks about step two, do something because that is what God has prepared for us to do. Even in Ephesians chapter two, where it says, we can't do anything to gain salvation. This do something, this cry to show that our faith is not dead by the action or by the works that we do, is not to earn salvation. It is because we are saved, because we are His workmanship and we are created in Christ Jesus, brand new, to do something. God prepared in advance for us to do it. So, let's go back to our memory verse and drill down a little bit more. Remember, faith by itself if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Let's look f- further at the word action. In the Greek, it is the word ergon, and it means a deed or action that carries out or completes an inner desire or an intention or a purpose. So if we look at Andrea's example, Andrea has faith in Christ and ergon. Actions that carry out and complete her inner desire, intention, and purpose. If you look up our verse in the Amplified Bible, I really like this version as well. It kind of it puts a lot of words in parentheses to give you a greater understanding of what the words mean. It says, So also faith, if it does not have works, (parentheses, deeds and actions of obedience to back it up, by itself it is destitute of power, parentheses inoperative or dead now i don't know about you but i do not want a faith destitute of power i don't want a dead faith i want a vibrant obedient faith that accomplishes the purposes of the creator whom my faith is in but that leads me to my next thought so what is it that god has for me and I spoke recently with someone that I love a few weeks ago, and she admitted that she doesn't have a passion for anything. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of life. This idea of a lack of passion is very foreign to me because I'm kind of more like what Matthew says, I don't want a flame, I want a fire. But perhaps it's not for you. Perhaps you can really identify with this person that I visited with. Perhaps you are in this same position. You don't have a passion or just can't seem to identify it. So my advice, ask God to reveal it. He is described in scripture as the revealer of mysteries. So ask the revealer of mysteries to reveal that passion that he has placed in you. Ephesians chapter 2 promises it that he has prepared in advance the good works for us to do. So he has a plan. Ask him what it is. You know, we don't all have to go to Africa to do something. God can reveal why he has you where he has you right now. In your current community, in your current family, in your current position, in your current job, in your current relationships, he can reveal to you what he has planned for you in those moments. Now, sometimes I think we try to complicate it. I was reading in Ezekiel this week, and I was struck by these verses in chapter 18, and it says, suppose a certain man is righteous and does what is just and right. He does not feast in the mountains before Israel's idols or worship them. He does not commit adultery. He is a merciful creditor, not keeping the items given as security by poor debtors. He does not rob the poor, but instead gives food to the hungry and provides clothes for the needy. He grants loans without interest, stays away from injustice, is honest and fair when judging others, and faithfully obeys my decrees and regulations. Anyone who does these things is just and will surely live, says the Sovereign Lord. It reminded me of uh, what pure religion is, as defined by the book of James. Just the chapter before, where we're reading this week in chapter 2, in chapter 1 it says, Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Very simple things. I think we try to overcomplicate things. Gee, I wonder what's important to God. I wonder what He would consider worthy cause. Well, it's listed out all over Scripture. I've just given you two examples. So what can we do? Well, in my small community alone, there are ways to care for widows and orphans. My husband and I have been very active in CASA, which is Court Appointed Special Advocates. And these are volunteers who advocate for children in the foster care system, our country's version of orphans. All you have to do as a CASA is keep track of their case and advocate for their needs in front of a judge because they tend to, orphans, are our, our foster orphans, tend to fall through the cracks in this big system. And, uh, Also in my community, there is an after-school tutoring organization. It meets the needs of students struggling in school. And often these children are being raised by grandmothers or single mothers. Our modern-day widow. What about internationally? Internationally, there are organizations like Compassion International where you can financially sponsor a child, which will help rescue them from poverty, provide education, health care, and spiritual guidance all while knowing their name and pouring into their lives through letters and communication. You write to them and they write back and you get pictures of them and you get letters from the um, directors in their programs. A21 Campaign is an organization dedicated to beat this, this awful thing called human trafficking worldwide. They rescue men and women and children who are being exploited for manual and sexual labor against their will. And then they're prosecuting and bringing to justice those that make this trafficking possible. I have some amazing friends who are doing something. Two of my closest friends are adopting children from foreign countries. Several of my friends are fostering children here in our community. One close friend even adopted from the foster care system. Another set of friends answered God's call as missionaries to Alaska. And I work with fabulous teachers called to teach and model Christ's love and salvation at a Christian school. And then I know all of others who are living and teaching and living out that calling in a public school. One friend recently, quote unquote, adopted a family uh, in our community and she brings their children, she and her husband bring the children to work, uh, to church, excuse me, every week and they've incorporated them into their lives through sleepovers and bonfires and just Spending time with them and investing in them and pouring into their lives and encouraging them. Another friend teaches a Bible study at a prison. And then there are those who just see a, meet, see a need and meet a need, one need at a time, one person at a time. So what are you supposed to do? Ask God to bless you with a burden. Ask Him to reveal how He has wired you. Ask Him to give you a vibrant, alive faith. Because faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Helen Keller said, I am only one, but still I am one. I cannot do everything, but still I can do something. And because I cannot do everything, I will not refuse to do the something that I can do. Now, I have a final thought to a few of you listening this week. When I make my next point, you will know that this is for you. The call here is to do something, not everything. Many of you are already doing something. So this message and this, this lesson this week is not a call to do something else but to do the something that you are doing well and for his glory alone. So in conclusion, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. So let's make sure we have a vibrant faith and go out there and do something. Just a few quick announcements as we close up this week. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. More Than a Song made it to the new and noteworthy section of Christian Podcasts in iTunes. Thank you. It's because you're downloading and listening, reviewing and sharing that we made this section, and my listenership has more than doubled because of this. So again, thank you. Also, I am on Facebook and Twitter, and I'd love for you to follow me there. There are quick links at the top of my homepage at While you're there, take a moment to enter your name and email address in the sign-up box. By doing this, you will be notified each Monday when a new episode is posted, and it includes a link to free Memoryverse resources that I create exclusively for my mailing list. I'm not sure you know this, but I create a new Memoryverse resource every week, so sign up today. Finally, my next podcast will be on Nothing Ever Can Separate Us by Citizen Way, If you have a question or comment on this song, please leave me a voicemail message at michellekneesat.com forward slash podcast question. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. As I mentioned before, your reviews in iTunes help tremendously with keeping my podcast visible so people who've never heard of it can discover it. Just go to kneesat.com forward slash review and it will take you to the page that you can click to launch iTunes and leave a review. If you've already done this, thank you so much. I'm grateful. If you'd like to comment on this episode, please go to kneesat.com forward slash seven where you'll find the show notes for this episode. Scroll down to the comment section. I would love to hear from you. Comment, question, or whatever. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.